Hi, hey, hello to all you sundry listeners out there. You're listening to The Blight Episode 9 by the Swords and Misery crew, of which I am a part. This episode is called Pimp Slaps in the Blight. In this episode, there is an orchard, there's a pimp slaps, there are conjoined twins, and there's an owlbear. Oh my god, yeah! The owlbear! Jerry finally meets his owlbear, guys! Guys! Jerry finally meets the owlbear! Oh my god! I remember this now! This is great! Okay, cool, yeah, there's an owlbear, and there's a bunch of other things, but they're not nearly as important as the fucking owlbear! Cause there's an owlbear! Ah, god! I'm gonna go back and listen now. Can our dwarf uh, play with your bear? He seems very interested. Um. Yeah, how attached are you to the dwarf? Physically? Emotionally? No, not at all. Emotionally, I guess. Okay. Uh, yeah, sure. <gasps> um, I could play with the bear? Yes, can I buy the bear? How much do you want for the bear? I'll take the bear. Uh, well, the bear's not for sale. Um, you can play with the bear. Again, let me make sure there's enough sawdust down. Um, yes, if... if uh, how much do you pay for a bear baiter? Or to be the bait? To be the bait? Uh, hey, we could do that for free. I mean, he's probably going to eat you. I'm not going to lie. I mean, I, was, I thought you were... No, joking. no, I just... Uh, oh, sorry. Um, if we were to give you him as the bait. Oh. Well, I mean, I guess I could always use an extra body. Uh, you, you feel like joining the circus? Well, it, can I have a time on that? I mean, I still have to find my family. I'm pretty sure my siblings are waiting for me, you know. there's uh, I have quite a few of them, actually. Oh, you know what? I'll, gar- I'll gather them all together, and then we'll all come play with the owlbear. That's a wonderful idea. You know what? Thank you so much for this job opportunity. I will be very sure to come back later. Okay. Hey. Come on now, Cecil. We've got my that siblings like to find. Sounds like a blast. Right. He walks out. Samuel, I think you got competition over here. Samuel just grumbles. All right. Um, We're all going to be bear baiters. It'll cool. be great. I feel very baited right now. Uh... All right, uh, I will try to find Athar again, because we've gotten some more useful information. Um, I I don't... So did I hear his bit about wanting to go knock the place down? Oh yeah, he, he wouldn't have been trying to hide it from you. Okay, um, so Cecil will come up. Uh, go... Well, it cost me a little bit, but well, we're actually a bit flush right now. Um, so, we can go during the night, which is the polite thing to do, although since you seem to have the fire of the Crusader in your eyes, despite what Crusades have done against us, but never mind that, um, we could go during the day. That's the uh, safer time to go. Everyone can see everything. I like light. Yes, I do too, as a matter of fact. I I feel as though any tactical decisions I make won't be respected, so I'm just bringing you this information so you can do it. I feel like they're not going to be contested, so go ahead. (laughs) Yeah, let's go now. Better off. Done than not done. We don't have any other lead. Agnes! We might as well. What about Uriah? 
He's gonna give a pat on Cecil's back, actually. I don't know if we heard. What about Araya? I did. I did. Okay. Yeah, I yeah, I was, yeah, he was asking Cecil. Right. Um, yeah. You know, at, at the very least, she sounds like a very interesting person. Ghoul, in fact. Um, I, a civilized ghoul. I have to meet that. Even if we have to end up killing her, or I don't know. But she's a someone who knows other people, so she may know Uriah. Certainly more useful than the grass so far. In terms of our debt to the Thieves Guild, it's the most, uh, I don't know, general threat to our safety besides the horrors of urban life. That's a fair point you make there. Uh, just as a, as a random note there, the, the tent that you're standing by behind you, or, um, the scent is kind of familiar to you guys, and it just brings back the smell, like it almost cancels out the stale smell of festival. It it reminds you, it reminds you of home, it reminds you of what you left behind, it reminds you of the, the apple trees, it reminds you of, of fall. Um, you just smell it coming out of this tent. Smells like wicked. Athar walks into the tent, and then he tries to find the door for it. No, yeah, he, <laughs> he, he, Athar walks over there. The tent falls down. Yeah, uh, yes. Yeah, so you open the flap, and inside you can see what looks like a very narrow walkway, and it's surrounded by trees. And it seems like it just kind of goes on forever. It doesn't look like it would fit inside of this tent. Ethar starts to walk down the path. Alright, so you guys see Ethar walk into this tent. Cecil will also look inside the tent. If he sees the same thing, he's going to be suspicious of it and wonder if he can disbelieve it. Okay. Uh, so Ethar being in there, roll a save and then... Uh... Cecil roll a save as well. Uh, Callan would have been on the heels of Athar also. So follow him in. Yeah, so as you guys go in there, just roll me a save. Athar rolls a 10. That is a failure. Alright, Callan. Oh, natural one. Okay. Alright, so Callan and Athar, you guys, you guys walk in. Jerry, you follow. Jerry, you kind of you kind of in the zone here, and you guys you guys are no longer you guys have taken some kind of portal or something. You're no longer in festival. You are in this beautiful apple orchard. It's it's fall. The leaves are off the trees. There's fresh apples all over the trees. Ooh. Cecil, you can you can see what this is. This is this is an illusion. Uh, they all seem to be completely. Uh, uh, fooled by this. Yeah, he's gonna. Dem some fine apples. He's gonna sniff closer. Is that smell even real? Uh, no. It's it's some kind of magic. Um. All right. Athar's going to uh, kneel down in the grass, like you know, one knee down next to one of the trees, and kind of scoop up a handful of the soil in his hand. And uh, Cal in there will see a tear drop out of his cheek uh, onto the soil, and he is going to say a prayer to the Grain Father. 
Callan's just gonna stand behind him and kind of look up at the tree and wonder. Cecil is a little conflicted because he doesn't want to ruin this happiness, but it's also probably a trap. <laughs> uh, if I step into the tent as well, um, does the illusion disperse, or is it just like a haze? What? It's it's more of a haze. Like you, you can see what they're seeing, but you know it's magic. You know it's not where they are. They just seem like they're completely uh, in in this illusion. All right. Um, Cecil knows immediately how to uh, disturb Athar's peace and probably get him to rest the uh, get the rest out of their trance as well. Um, he's going to start snapping in front of the guy's face and kneel in front of them and smile and hey after sorry to ruin your happiness but this is a lie wake up and after you you can you can vaguely hear this but as you're you're, you're praying you can kind of feel like uh like a weight is being lifted from you i mean you can't you can't quite place it you just feel a little more clear. Uh, and then, you know, as you're saying your, your prayer, you kind of wrap it up and you see the uh, ugly-ass face of uh, uh, Cecil right in front of you, snapping his fingers. I'm so sorry, Eva. <clears throat> what the... You... Did you do this to me? And he's, he's just gonna, like, tackle him and, like, pin him to the ground. Look around, you idiot. It's an enchantment. They're trying to bamboozle us or something. I don't know. Maybe it's so they can fleece us or enslave us. I don't know. He, he'll start looking around. And what what can Athar see now? Looking around the tent. Yeah, you can you can see it starting to turn a little hazy I mean to you it still seems really it seems real but he's kind of making you doubt the image and you can kind of see slowly you can see like the, the skies and everything turn a little dark as they uh, slowly turn back into the uh, the black canvas if you can trust me for one thing after it's this illusions and lies are my specialty and we've all been treated like saps now get the others awake Cecil will, or, or uh, Athar will stand up off of Cecil and uh, put his hand down to help him. Actually, he'll, he'll hold onto his hammer and put his hand, the handle of his hammer down to help Cecil back up. And he'll just stare at the ground like uh, a man who just lost everything. Sorry to take it all away again, but it was for your own good. After about 20 seconds, he'll. Um, He'll shake uh, Callan out of it. Uh, he, um, Cecil's going to be a little less gentle with uh, Borner and Jerry. He's going to bonk Jerry on the helmet and like slap uh, Borner lightly across the face. Wake up! Wake up! <laughs> yeah, and even this, like he, he just slowly comes to vision. Jerry, I would imagine that you're, you know, you're, you're enjoying the scene, and then like your head just kind of knocks sideways. Je you feel something banging on your helmet. When he was believing in the in the illusion, Jerry was saying to himself, "Ha!" Huh! I knew that nightmare was an illusion. Ah, <laughs> wonderful. I guess I'll just go home. I should... That was really weird, though, right? It stank. Must be my subconscious trying to tell me to clean more. 
Wonder what I should make for dinner. Oh yes, the boys. Ah, the boys. They love lasagna. You gotta make and the boys for dinner. And then if he wakes up, he's like, Ah, oh, it's the dream again. Ah, you. Wow. What is this narcolepsy? Ah. Okay. Well, guess I'll guess I'm here until I can wake up again. This is the realest dream I've ever had. You know. Athar Ath- grabs Jerry out. by the ankle and just drags him out of the tent. Yeah, he's gonna <laughs> wander out. So who slapped Borinor? Me. Cecil. Cecil. Yeah, as soon as he snaps... Cecil just likes to slap people. As soon as he snaps out of it, he's gonna, like, just as a reflex, he's gonna um, grab the collar of your shirt and slap back. (laughs) Just like like a silly slap, not even like a a good pimp slap, but a silly slap. Ooh, there's some love taps, are we? Wake up. Pimp slaps in the blight. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, now this is some action I do want to see. And Terry will turn right around and look at this. What the hell did Agatha get here? <laughs> <laughs> hey, we've already Ooh. established that Cherry does not like women last episode, okay? Right. Me yeah, as he, come, as he comes to, uh, he's going to be like, why are we slapping each other? That's what I want to know. <laughs> how did Ath- you wanted to. <laughs> how did Athar wake up, Callum? He's just, like, gently shaking him. Yeah, he'd shake him because he he would fear that Callan would like go crazy, and he I think Athar's the only person that knows how strong Callan is, so he would try to like brace him from freaking out and like ripping everything as- asunder. Okay, yeah, Callan would have definitely been completely entranced with the uh, with the illusion, kind of staring up into the trees, looking at the the sun rays kind of shine through, and he'd just be kind of taking it in, and then as soon as Athar kind of grabs him and, you know, gently shakes him free of it. He'll kind of look around, blink, kind of confused, and you can kind of see his chest kind of, he's taking in breaths heavily, and then he realizes that it, like, he just doesn't know what happened, and he kind of, you can see him, like, he starts to almost hyperventilate, but then he sees Athar's face, and he says, What? What happened? Athar just steps out, and uh, I assume we're outside, and he just breathes some of that rank, disgusting air and spits on the ground. And he'll just look back at Cowan and look down at the ground and shake his head no. And then <sighs> I think you'd kind of start breathing a little heavier, and uh, if no one's... Do- like, w- that tent, tell me about the construction of this tent. Is it is it held up by timbers, or is it just, like, staked with, like, a pole in the center? Yeah, it's got it's basically just got a uh, a pole in the center, staked on the outside. There's a little bit of a wooden frame, but not much. By the way, for the for the benefit of the listeners, uh, that was a DC 15 to disbelieve, and I rolled a 13, but because plus two from Pierce the Veil of Illusionists, I got it. It's yeah, close. <laughs> yeah. You guys don't realize how how close it was for for you guys to all believe this. Yeah. Yep. And we would have been safe back in Wiccan. End of That's story. Right. All's well that ends well. Not for the listeners. I actually never intended him to go into the tent. That's why I didn't even roll. But it kind of <laughs> I was worked. just looking at that. But just yeah, kind of flowed better when I was just sort of pulled <laughs> into it because I couldn't find a way to interject. Yeah. So. Athar, I think, would just be hanging his head with his hammer in his right hand, and his kind of his hammer hand would be shaking angrily, white knuckled. This is not life. 
Yeah, it's a dream. You finally caught on, eh? It's not a dream, dwarf. I mean, keep telling yourself that if it makes you feel better. This is hell. He's gonna leave. Gonna go out of the tent. I could smell rhododendron. I smell rats. I thought Lazar was picking rhododendron again. This doesn't torture your body. It tortures your soul. And he'll just take his hammer and let out this insane fucking wolverine scream and just start beating the shit out of this tent with his hammer and attempting to break the timber with his warhammer. Cecil steps back with a finger on his lip and he's like, I'm wondering if that was an attraction. Hmm. (laughs) Callan is even more confused now because Nathar seemed to be calm, to calm him, and now he's flipping out and Callan's kind of just, like, lost, and he's trying to, like, calm Athar down from behind, and he's like, Athar! Stop! And he's, like, kind of, like, be gentle, I guess, in trying to stop him. Um, okay. But if he, if he doesn't stop, Callan's going to start getting frustrated also, and he's going to start getting angry. And you guys might start seeing that. Um, this... Are we attracting much attention? Well, you're noticing that, like, you're you're breaking the wood, but the tent's not moving. And no one no one seems to be doing anything right now. I mean, you hear some movement elsewhere, but nothing... You don't seem to be attracting any attention. I think we should go before a concerned party comes to see their, um... tourist trap taken down. Can I can I try to roll something to calm Athar down, or how do we how do we play this out? Two hit, non-lethal damage. <laughs> I, I would say depending depending how you're going to approach it, um, what I would do is uh, you can roll to contest. Uh, I would say his wisdom. What's your wisdom, Athar? It is thirteen. His only stat above a ten. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll give you, I'll give you a bonus just because you guys, you guys are pretty close. So I'll give you, I'll give you a plus three. Okay. So plus three bonus to this roll. You got to be, so to be thirteen. What I'm so. gonna try and do is, Callan's gonna try and grab him by both shoulders and like turn him around and like grab him and just kind of stare at him with one of his eyes because he can only look straight with one at a time. So, um, what am I rolling against or rolling with? Uh, just roll, roll 3d6. So how, how we're doing, before you announce the roll, just how, how we're doing stuff like this is that if it's a, if it's a contested roll, uh, depending, um, uh, what you, what you're trying to do, like, like this one, for instance, we're trying to appeal to his wisdom. So you've got, uh, what you said, 16? Uh, I got it. Oh no, his? No, I, his yeah, is the 13, wisdom 16, think, right? 13, all right. Yeah, so basically you have to, with your 3d6, you got to roll 13 or less. Um, and then giving you a plus three, it's going to be pretty hard to not beat that. Uh, just because you guys have been friends for so long. Uh, so what'd you get? Uh, I rolled a 14 on 3d6. So would it be a minus three since we're trying to get below 13? So you, Yes, minus three. Yeah, I meant plus three okay, to his so thing. Then so yeah, the logic of... Total 11 higher attributes are better is you have a higher chance on 3d6 to uh, um, 
do it. Uh, the the base game has more of this like uh, a when you attempt to dismount a, a rider, um, they have to roll under their um, they have to roll under their uh, dexterity on a one d twenty, I think. Except if they have a twenty dexterity, not, they can't fall off the horse. Yeah. Gotcha. And I think I'm not sure if it's if it's uh, how other people do contested rolls. I'd like the three d six. It's basically like a like a charisma check. If you were to try to convince somebody, um, you know, to be your friend or whatever, you would just roll a contested uh, charisma or vice versa. They would roll against your charisma. So if you're trying to convince someone to help you out, they would roll three d six. And if it's below your charisma, then you succeed. Gotcha. So uh, with yeah. that minus three, I would succeed then. So yeah. he turns him around, grabs him, like holds him firm, and he says, Athar! Stop! And then he'll he'll let him go after after Athar kinda Athar would be doing like a full like overhand lumberjack swing with his warhammer and Cal steps in front and he just like snaps out of it and stops mid swing. And uh he just looks around nervously, like sweating, and uh, he'll just shake his head and close his eyes and put his hammer back and uh, realize that duty calls and uh, he will stop his rampage and just walk deliberately away from it. Um. I assume outside of the tent. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, and then, uh, yes, Callan will follow. Yeah, I can't believe I'm agreeing with you, Cecil. Uh, but I don't exactly want to find out what jail and the festival is like. Let's get out of here. Mm. Broken Mortemata's right twice a day or something. Speaking of, he's going to pull out the Mortemata and check what the weather's going to be. Uh, yes, you you pull it out and it just points to Fairweather. The uh, the dead crow just kind of gets up and collapses, pointing at the fair. Fair weather, fair weather at the fair. Oh, um, it was a gift from uh, it was a gift from uh, Mister Grast. Uh, I think it's a bit useful if a bit um, disturbed. We could probably pawn it for a decent amount of money if we ever get tired of it. I mean does make me lose a bit of my appetite. Yeah, with the dead bird on top of it, uh, they might be interested in buying it at the brothel. <laughs> he taps you on the back. <laughs> I think they're interested in a different kind of birdie, Borona. Alright, I... Well, should we go in the daylight? Or have a nice day at the fair and pay a visit to them in the evening when they prefer. I like the daylight. You can see things... Better. Sooner. Better. Yeah. As, what as he much said. as I can't believe I'm gonna agree with Jerry. Hey, come on now. Be nice. I think the daylight we can at least see things coming at us better. But again, this place is evil. I won't risk any of you, but I won't hold anything back if it comes to it. One of the first things I was ever trained to do was to hunt undead, destroy it. I don't like being here, and I don't like that damn box either. But pawn it if you have to. 
only thing I give a damn about is getting everyone back to their family. Yes. Um, alright, uh, Cecil will <laughs> nod and close the mortemata and tuck it away, and he's like, never more will you see it, see me use it in front of you again. Uh, I thought it was funny, nothing. Jesus. Well, I'm sure that one listener at home left. Duh. Yep, there he is. I laughed on the inside. So you guys are, I mean, you start hearing movement more and more. People are, are slowly waking up. Um, in fact, you, uh, uh, Borner, you hear basically back on the pier behind the tent where you guys were just in, uh, or at least it sounds coming from that direction, you hear what sounds like a woman crying. Hmm. Like some sobs. Is there a... That's what a woman sounds like. Is there a clear path to that sound without uh, going back through the uh, magical tent? Yeah, you can you can go around the tent. All right, um, Bornor's gonna um, begin to move in that direction. Um, uh, I hear something. Uh, I hear somebody crying off in the distance, or something like that. Uh, Wait, wait, we just fell for the oldest trick in the book, and you're going to fall for its grandfather. Come the fuck on! Uh, this place is full of, uh... Full of surprises, but I, I still have my principles. Oh, gosh, this accent's impossible. Alright, well, maybe it really is someone, or maybe it's a learning experience. Or a dying experience. Either way... I've He'll, uh, he'll follow after Bornor as well. I th- yeah, I think Athar would respect that uh, statement from Bornor and will you know, steal his jaw and uh, lead the way back with Bornor. It's never going to be a steal his Callan's jaw. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah as we approach, I'm going to try to be quiet, though, since I don't trust uh, this place at all. Okay. So you get close again. This canvas is just like pitch black, and and you start getting closer. It sounds like it sounds like two women are crying, and it's like they're trying to console each other or something. Don't worry, it'll be okay. Agnes, Bornor's gonna shush. Does not appear to be Agnes. He's gonna shush behind him at Callan, and you know, little finger to the mouth, uh, shushing thing. Isn't there a thief? Listen skill? Yeah. Something like that. There is. Uh, hear sounds. You want to roll that up? Uh, three and six, and I got a five. Yeah. Doesn't, All right. doesn't work. So that's a fail. Okay. Uh, so yeah, you, you hear it, but you can't make out exactly. Like I said, you can you can hear uh, you can hear them talk a little bit, but you can't make out what they're talking about. Callan is going to mistake the voices that he's hearing for Agnes, and run ahead of everybody. No, Talon, no. And I'm going to put him in a sleeper hold. No, 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 no. Shh, 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 shh. All right. Agnes. This is a Cadmus. <laughs> yeah, this is a Cadmus. Pinch my nipples to get out. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> what just happened? <laughs> no, Jerry, I mean, would you would you fight him or if he's going to grab you? Just, I mean, not obviously fight him, but would you attempt to run by him or you going to let him? 
Let him grab you. I would, uh, I would try and just brush past anybody. Um, Callan has the, uh, the the haunted by the between trait, so I figure that'd be a good reason is to, you know, transfigure this okay. voice that transfigure the voice into Agnes's, and he'd freak out a little bit and just run up as fast and okay. as fast as he could. We'll, we'll take a second. What does the haunted by by the between trait give you? Um, the between seems to somehow follow me around. Every so often I hear noises no one else does, and I feel something move behind you, or I see a reflection in the corner of a mirror that can't be there, um, and that has just a strange effect on me, making me a bit more jittery and uh, susceptible to hallucinations, though there's no real mechanics to it, it's just kind of just uh, a flavor thing. Yeah. And, and again, we haven't delved much into it, and we're not going to yet. Uh, the Between is a large part of the story. Um, but we'll reveal it as we go story-wise. It's like, uh, it's like, what was it? The Other, or The Stranger from... Uh, the Upside Down. From, the Upside Down and Stranger Things. Yeah. Or, or yeah. like uh, The Other Side in, um, what was it called? Ah, Dishonored. Alice in Wonderland. Oh yeah, that's right. I don't know if you've if you've if you've ever experienced a low magic urban horror setting, you've probably seen one of these. All right, so uh, so yeah, Kellen, why don't you roll um, uh, roll three d six, and we'll contest it against Athar's uh, dexterity. I got a twelve. All right, what's your dex, Athar? <laughs> my, my dex is a nine. All right, yeah, Callan's too quick. I mean, he hears, he hears Agnes. He's running. Agnes, uh, Agnes, run past, push anybody out of the way, and oh, did he find Agnes? Athar will just shit and grab his warhammer and chase after. So you, you, Jerry's gonna follow. Yeah, Borinor okay. would also be chasing after him. It's turning into a sprint. Cecil is going to pinch the bridge of his nose. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Cecil, uh, Callan, you get there. You get there first. You open up the tent, and it's unusually well lit in there. I mean, just considering the, how black the curtain is, this this candles everywhere. There is a um, uh, you see you don't see Agnes, but you see you see two women kind of sitting side by side, and they're crying, and they, they immediately hear you, and they stand up, and the first thing that you notice is that they're both sharing a body. They are conjoined twins, split at the midsection. They have two heads, uh, I assume two arms. Um, Nobody says Siamese, because Siam doesn't exist in the right. world. Conjoined. Conjoined.